whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 11, episodes 36 and 37, Not Ready to Make Nice. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube summary? Would love to. It's nice and short. On Jake's birthday, he invites his, in quotes, new girl (laughs) over for dinner, much to Claire's dismay. Fiona plays matchmaker for Eli and Imogen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, no mention talk. of Connor, but whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Also, no mention of like Claire's eventual, like what I thought was joining. Oh the yeah, cult. nothing happened. Not no mention of that. God, this episode was weird. Oh yeah, I got, uh, I got stuff to say. Holland and I <laughs> talked about it a little bit over dinner last night, and I was like, "Gotta save it for the podcast." <laughs> um, but the episode is called "Not Ready to Make Nice," which is a 2006 song by the Dixie Chicks. With a storied history that Kelsey and I just talked about. Um, I know it was like the follow-up song to when the Dixie Chicks had like spoken out about Bush at one of their concerts and got like like lambasted for it. Yeah, because apparently if you're a country music star, you're not allowed to speak out against your shitty conservative president. And especially if you're a woman and yeah. a country music star. Yep. Um and they got like abandoned and then they're like well fuck you we're not ready to make nice (laughs) but we're still awesome because we're the dixie chicks i have no memory of this song i remember that happening but i have no memory of this song at all but i do like it because i like the dixie chicks because they're great yeah everyone go listen to goodbye earl (laughs) love that song um and as far as this episode goes claire's not ready to fucking make nice oh no with jake and her entire step-sibling situation um so yeah it works yeah <laughs> but the episode starts with jake and claire like getting ready in the morning and someone leaves an empty milk carton in the fridge which is a trope we have talked about before on this show and i guess it's jake's birthday and he has a new girl which is jenna i guess yep and also his dad is just i have to say it again again yeah just not sensitive to claire at all no like he knows that they dated i know i let i wrote down again their parents really aren't being sensitive to the fact that their children are exes seriously (laughs) super weird but yeah jake and claire like crazy awkward and jake is being very rational but he's like i'm like are you emotionally stunted what's happening i don't know you are not sensitive to this um but then we are with Connor and he like catches a football or something and Casey's like, you should join the team. You're so good. Also, Casey's like, where did you come from? Because he like catches the football and Connor just goes algebra class because <laughs> he's precious. But Connor's back. Yay. And I he's mean, learning he's back, but he's learning social skills. So and he's like, maybe joining the football team will be good for my social skills. Also, Connor's globe is real. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get into fashion police. Sure. I don't know. That's my first like kind of note. Casey's hair isn't awful. It's better than it has been. Yeah. 
Uh, Jenna got a slight haircut and I like it. Mr. Perino's haircut is good. Yeah. Um, Fiona's wearing a giant ring at one point. Claire's hair also looks good. It's starting to grow out. Yeah. The short hair was not a good look for her. I'm sorry. I think that's an unpopular opinion, but I really hated it. I didn't like it either. She looked like an old lady. <laughs> it's an old lady haircut. I stand like by it. like a lady from like the 50s or something. Yeah. Um, Eli's wearing like a black and gray stripey zip up hoodie at one point. Yeah. And his hair looks good. Uh, Connor has fucking muscles. Yes, he does. It's weird. But uh, I just Imogen has struggle. a red leather jacket. Um, that gr- looks that- like Emma Swan's red leather jacket from Once Upon a Time. Oh yeah, she also is still rocking that zigzag part. Oh yeah. Uh, Summer's bangs are too long. Um, why is Owen wearing a do rag while they're playing football? I don't get it. Unclear. Um, and that's all I got. Same. Um, but then, oh God, so we're at school and, and Claire oh yeah, confronts Claire Allie, finds out that Jake has a new lady and shows she confronts Allie because she assumes it's Allie because right. she's an idiot. And Allie's like, what? I'm not dating him. But Allie obviously knows that Jenna is because they live together. But Claire like dramatically accuses Allie and I'm like, come on, it's obviously Jenna, the boyfriend stealer. Right. Um, and then does she find out that it's Jenna in the She moment? does. She does. And she like, also, she freaks out. But also I was like, that's like as much as I can't stand Claire and how like dramatic and annoying she is. I'm also like, that's kind of valid. Cause she's like, are you freaking kidding me? Because <laughs> this is the second time. But also she didn't technically steal your boyfriend. You guys broke up because you guys were ridiculous. Um, but I just think it's hilarious. I like like that Jenna and Jake together are together purely for the fact that it means that Jenna is dating yet another one of Claire's ex boyfriends. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's honestly funny. Also, why does Mr. Perino have a hoe in this class? I don't know. It's unclear. <laughs> I'm so confused. He's just carrying a hoe. Um, is it like a metaphor because Claire thinks Jenna's a hoe. I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> if it is, it's very heavy handed. I know. <laughs> as heavy as a carrying around an actual hoe would be. Yeah. Um, but then we are in class with Fiona and Imogen. Yeah, right? Fiona They're and like- Imogen and Eli are together. I just know that they like have to build a house and it's like 40% of their grade or something. Yeah. Or like a model Fiona home. and Imogen have to build a house. And it's crazy because something 40% of your grade at the beginning of the school year, what the fuck are you doing? It's weird. <laughs> it's super weird. Um, and then they go out into the hallway and they run into Eli and he's asking them if they have, if they've like figured out what they're going to do to like get back at Katie, Katie and Marisol. And Fiona's like, you're a schemer. You should help. And he's like, I'm retired, which is probably for the best. Yeah. But I love the trio. Me too. Um, and then we're with Claire, who's browsing vampire fiction. Of course she is. And this lady comes up to her, whose name is Summer, and is, like, recommending some book about a vampire psychologist. Which, all right, sure. And then, so at first I thought Summer was flirting with her, and then I was like, oh, no, you're trying to get her to join a cult. Because I she's also like, thought it was a cult. Because she's like, oh, my boyfriend and I take in runaways and, like, help people. And I'm like, oh, you're a cult leader, you're yeah. a cult leader. You're, and Claire's like, you're totally no, grooming. Good. You're preying on Claire. Seriously. And Who? then Claire's like, no, I'm all right. But she gives her a card anyway. And Claire, when Claire walks away, they, like, zoom in on Summer giving, like, a very sinister look. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Something's going to happen. Yeah, and, like, Claire, like 
just tells Summer, like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's parents, dad married my mom, and now blah, blah, blah. She, like, gives her her whole story, which is just giving her more fuel. Pretty much, yeah. But then we're at football tryouts, and I guess Mo is also on the football team. And, like, Mo is kind of the punching bag, so he's trying to make Connor the punching bag. Yeah. But Mo is, like, bringing up Anya uh, to Owen and... Um, Casey's like don't bring up the A word you're gonna make him cry and the only time I've liked Owen in a while he says yeah I'm gonna cry and make everyone uncomfortable <laughs> just um, like that's funny but then they like do a drill where they push that metal thing and Connor's good at moving the metal thing yep, cause he's better than Mo at it strong cause as hell. he's humongous um, and it's like oh cool Connor's good at football and then we are with we're at Claire's house and she's reading her vampire fiction yeah and Jenna and Jake pass by her door <laughs> and she's like oh great but she's like kind of pretending to be okay but like only up to a certain point well once they like turn on the music in his room she screams into her pillow true Very well dramatic. they walk by and they're like oh I thought you were had newspaper and she's like I skipped it and he's they're like oh all right, well, do you do you want to hang out with us? She's like, not even a little bit. <laughs> Pretty much. And then they walk Please away. Please leave me alone forever. Oh, and also the dude on her book is like straight up Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they like go into his room and then she screams into a pillow because she is drama. Um, there is drama. But then we're back with Fiona and Imogen. And they're building a dollhouse. And, and I'm like, what class requires children to mix cement? What is happening? I don't know. They're being very like... They're building, like, a whole foundation. And, and there's kind of, like, flirty vibes. There are flirty vibes. And Imogen is, like, drawing her, like, the, like, schematics or whatever for the dollhouse, which seems a little extra, but sure. <laughs> and Fiona's complimenting her, and they call each other soulmates. It was a time. And they, like, start talking about Eli, and Imogen's like, I sent my feel feelings to Eli to the moon or something like that. Yep. And, Yeah. Their friendship is developing. And then... But it's definitely flirty. Definitely flirty. And then we're at dinner with Claire, Jake, Jenna, and the parents. And, and Jenna just drops the baby bomb Yeah, right I literally away. wrote Jenna's baby bomb at dinner. <laughs> yeah, like right away. And at and first then, it's awkward, and then his par like their parents are like really on board. Well, they're not like on board, but they're like, wow, that was like... That must have been a really hard decision, like that... It was really, like, strong of you to be able to, like, put your baby up for adoption or something. And Claire is really mad that her parents are, like, impressed with Jenna's maturity. Yeah. And Claire... And, and Jenna's like, yeah, you know, it, it's nice to hear that from people. Because, like, I usually, uh, like, I feel judged. Like, I feel like people are judging me. And Claire goes, probably because they are. Yeah. Because Claire's being real shitty. Claire starts acting like a selfish asshole. And she's like because they are and they're like Claire and she's like you're such a hypocrite you know this like would have happened to me like you wouldn't be saying this la 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 and then Jake's dad is like I think you should go to your room like cool down and, and she's like, like you're, you're not, not my, my dad. real dad and then her mom is like you should go to your room but like also that's a fair point he's not even a little bit her dad yeah he's barely her stepdad he like they barely know each other they got married so fast in the living room. Um, in the living room. And then as she's leaving, she says, just make sure you stock up on condoms, Jake. This one's fertile. Which I'm like, I wrote Ugh. down also. I'm like, what the fuck, Claire? 
Uh, Claire is so awful in this episode. She's a nightmare. Um, but then we are with Fiona, and she totally has a crush on Imogen, and Which she's talking she to her, her mom, mom about it. Her mom's like, "Yeah, no kidding." <laughs> but also, their fake house looks good. Mm-hmm. And then Fiona is like, "Well, let me set up Eli and Imogen, so then she won't know that I like her." And I'm like, "That's." Not a great idea, but okay. No, but sure. Because she's like, she's worried because she's like, you know, the only reason Holly J stuck around is like because she already knew me so well. Yeah. She doesn't like want to mess up their friendship. Which makes sense. But then we're with Mo and or at the football team. And, and Connor made the team like as like he's starting. And Mo is like second string and is mad that and he's like sour about it but they are still excluding connor because they're bullies yep um but he's like what the fuck i made second string why and connor basically calls him fat yeah (laughs) but he's like being very clinical and real about it he's not like trying to be a dick he's just being connor yeah and then they like leave him in the dust and it's sad sad. and casey's like well you made the team and connor's like it doesn't feel like it poor connor um and then for this world i know and then we find out that Claire called her dad. And she's like, can I live with you for a while? I'll sleep on the couch. And he's like, I live with my girlfriend now. And and her kids come stay with us on weekends. It's a little crowded. Yeah. And it's a bummer. Yeah. But then we're at the dot. And Eli meets Fiona. And Fiona's like, so I want to set you up with Imogen. <laughs> and like um okay and Eli is suspicious and that makes sense because it's kind of out of the blue yeah and he's like I don't know like things have been weird like we're good as friends and Fiona's like if she seems wary it's because you're blockhead and he like steals her food and they're cute and I love their friendship me too ah they're so nice like I just enjoy them together yeah ew and then we're with like the football boys and they're like Mo calls himself the French horn and about, like, how, like, girls are going to play the French horn. And it's gross. It's real gross. And Connor sees everyone else laughing. So he starts to laugh to, like, fit in. And Mo calls him out on it. And he's being a real fucking dick. Yeah. I fucking hate Mo now. Like, what the hell? Yeah, seriously. What He's happened? like, why are you laughing? Like, you don't even know what you're laughing at. Like, blah, blah. And Casey, like, tries to stand up for him. He's like, but, but like, it's kind of, I don't Casey's, know. Casey's, like, like, torn between the two groups. And he's like, but he not- is like trying. Like he's like he has like a thing. Like you can't do that. Like he whatever. Yeah. But like Connor doesn't want to like fall back on that anymore because he has been like he went to this like home thing where he was like learning social skills. Yeah. And he doesn't want to have to use that as an excuse anymore. And yeah. Um. It's yeah. It bums me out. And then we are with Claire and oh, her mom. Oh, oh, wait. But also oh, okay. Connor says, I never get what you're saying to Because he's like, you don't even get what I'm saying. And he's like, yeah, but I never get what you're saying. Lol. Um, oh, and then Mo calls him blindside. Oh. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah. He goes easy there, blindside. And then they go play football. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but then we're with Claire and her mom, and her mom is not good at this. No, and Claire does have one funny line in this entire episode, and it was, if I had a baby, you'd send me to Mars, <laughs> which I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. And then her mom, and then Claire's, like, talking about how, like, Jake's dad shouldn't be talking to her that the way that he was, and 
or or her mom should like be more in her corner and her mom's yeah. like but he's my husband and it's like yeah for like five seconds it's, and she's i don't know her da- mom like she's your daughter yeah her mom should be like a little more in her corner even though she's being written even though she did like a weird shitty thing she's also kind of like just going along with her husband and it's weird and icky and i don't like it yeah and then she does her dramatic suitcase reveal yeah um and beggar in the morning is playing that song and i'm like okay vicom and then yeah and then claire went to like the runaway haven i wrote oh god claire went to the runaway haven i'm convinced might be a cult who preys on troubled teens who read vampire fiction yeah i did not go into that much detail in my notes but i was like this is a cult right (laughs) Um, but then also if this was a different show, it was definitely going to be like a sex murder situation. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but then if this was just the Drew and Bianca, <laughs> Drew show. And Bianca show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, although it kind of veers into that territory a little bit. It does. <laughs> but then we're with Connor and Casey and, and Casey's explaining why Mo is like singling Connor out and he's like, like he totally gets the most psychology. He's yeah. like, he's like, if he doesn't like, we'd all, like all the guys would make fun of him, so he has to push it onto you because they need a punching bag. Yeah. Um, and then we're back at the cult place, and oh, but also Connor starts to scheme. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna set him up with a girl in case he's like, how? And he's like, like I will internet. figure it out. Yeah. And then we're at the cult house, and they're like, no phones at the house. It's a leash to your old life. And I'm like, this is a red flag. Oh, God, yeah. And it's like, ditch it. Like, free yourself. And then Claire puts, throws her phone in a fucking fish tank. Which I was like, is she going to kill those fish? <laughs> Not a great idea. No. But and, that, of course, they drive a fucking I VW literally, I wrote, I wrote that green VW bus. Of course, that's her car. Obviously. Oh, yeah, van. And then, so, yeah, she's dropping her off at school the next day. And she's like, don't tell your parents. It's okay. Like, it's just a charade. And Claire's like, charade is just French for lying. I can't lie. And, I don't know, Summer, like, manipulates her into not telling her parents where she's staying. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I think I should try with my mom. And Summer's like, yeah, you know. If that's I mean, what helps, but she's like being really emotionally she's manipulative. She's like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, I just hate to see you like in a terrible situation or like something like also, that. Can we talk about how they're running a home for troubled teens? But like, Claire is not a troubled teen. Not she, at all. She like barely has a problem. She's like in a fight with her mom. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It reminds me of this episode of um, Unsolved Mysteries that I was telling you about last night, where the girl is like a runaway. Like, she's fine in the episode, you guys. It's like told from her point of view but like she's a runaway and she the reason that she gets on a bus and runs away from home is because her parents moved her from texas to virginia and gave her a curfew and she missed her friends jesus she's like my life is so hard and i was like i hate you and then she realized like on her way to texas on the bus halfway there she was like oh my life's not that hard like yeah no shit um but yeah so she drops her off and is super manipulative and then we're with or Fiona's like on the phone and Imogen is like doing like a little dance while she's waiting for her to stop talking on the phone which is really cute and Fiona's mom is like you should tell Imogen how you feel and she's like nope gonna set her up and then 
she's like, you should go out with Eli, or I don't really remember. Yeah, but Imogen is also as suspicious as she's Eli like, was. She's like, why are you excited about this? <laughs> Which, valid. And then Jake comes up to Claire at school and is, like, laying on the guilt trip and is like, your mom was crying when you left. And Claire's like, fine, I'll go talk to her at lunch or something like that. And yeah. then we're with Connor. We find out he's just going catfish, Mo. Yep. And Casey is like, I mean, this plan is less prank and more revenge, but okay. And also, is it even going to work? And then they see Mo, like, very clearly <laughs> excited talking to this person. Also, Connor goes, smiley face, smiley face, smiley face, smiley winky face. And that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's weird to see Casey as a moral compass. Yeah. But then we are at home with Claire and her mom and her mom is apologizing but she's also like this has been really fast like maybe it is a good idea if you like split your time between here and your dad's to just like kind of like take this in baby steps because she thinks that she's staying with her dad yeah and Claire's like well fuck (laughs) gotta go back to the cult house yeah well also I think Claire really expected her mom to like beg her to stay yeah the fact that she didn't but her mom is like just trying to be a good mom exactly her to leave yeah She's doing what she thinks is the right thing. Mm-hmm. But Claire's like, um, you're not like on your knees begging for me to come back. It just Claire makes me fucking crazy. <laughs> Claire's kind of the worst. Um, but then we are at Fiona's house and she has set up like a picnic in her apartment and then and has like brought Imogen over and then Eli pops out and she's like, Eli, what are you doing here? And Eli's like, You didn't tell her about this. No, Fiona is not great at this. <laughs> And then I think, is this when Imogen is like, Eli and I are not your project? Yeah. (laughs) And then Fiona calls her stupid. Like, she's not like being like, you're stupid, but she's like, you guys are both just too stupid to see that you should be together. Yeah. It's not great. It's it's really not. Fiona's not good at this. Mm -mm. Um, But then we're at the cult house and then they're (laughs) like... Where we have to do the share circle. It's a dinner tradition. And then this is when I realized that maybe it's not like the boyfriend stuff. I think Claire is just having a crisis of faith. And I think that's really like the underlying Claire issue. Yeah. I mean, that's she been is happening like, with Claire for a while. Yeah. Because she like, is like boy crazy. Got divorced. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong. She is like boy crazy. But since her parents got divorced or, like, started to get divorced, she's been having, like, this crisis of faith that's been a real, like, downward spiral. And I think that's why she's gotten so annoying. Totally. Um, But then, but before this, Summer's boyfriend is like, Summer likes to put people on the spot. It's kind of her thing. And then, and then Claire starts talking and I'm like, Claire, this is, they're just going to use this to manipulate you even further. Like, this is how they keep, this is how they keep you in the cult. Um, and, then and then they're like, you're not alone. Happens. And then they're like, all right, we got to go to work. We got to get to work. And she's like, oh, work? Like, can I help? And then it's like, boom, open the door. We grow weed. <laughs> Which I was not expecting. I was not expecting that But I all. did laugh. And then the boyfriend's like, we're herbalists. Or she's like, you're drug dealers? And they're like, we're herbalists. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is way more low stakes than I thought it was going to be. Right. But I guess it is, like, 2011, 2012. Yeah, so it wasn't so legal. it's definitely yeah, not legal. Yeah, yeah. It, like, just became recreationally illegal. But it's also, like, mm, probably still not great to just, like, grow this in your garage. Probably. And then, yeah, but this is not where I was, yeah. where I saw this no, going. No, they were like, it's really not a big deal. Which, like, honestly, I kind of agree with. I know. But... I was like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's no. just weed. 
Um, I mean, it's still illegal, but it's it still could very be worse. not Claire. But yeah, no, yeah, it'd definitely be worse. I mean, if this was Drew and Bianca, this would be coke. Like, yeah, oh yeah, or like meth. It would be like an episode of Breaking Bad. Oh or my something. god, for sure, it would definitely be meth. <laughs> you are spot on. Like they're way too like lowbrow for coke. It would definitely just be like open the door to a meth lab if this was Drew and Bianca's 100%. show. Um, but then we are in class and Fiona and Imogen are like presenting their project and Mr. P- or whoever the teacher is, is like, this project has the most solid foundation. It's like, oh, ironic because Imogen and Fiona are fighting. But and then Fiona Fiona's apologizes. Like, plus. And Imogen thinks that Fiona is like pushing her away and Fiona's like, no, that's like not what I'm doing. Because she thinks that she's setting her up to like get rid of her, basically. Oh, yeah. But she's like, that's not what I'm doing. And Imogen's like, no, I love that our friendship is so intense. Let's she's like, I this. love intense friendships. And I'm like, shocker. <laughs> right? She's just, that's exactly Imogen. But it's kind of sweet. And I'm like, oh, you kids. Um, but then I think we're at school. And Jake is like, so I called your dad and he says he hasn't seen you in a couple days, like since he met with you. And Claire also starts, he's like, I've been trying to call you, but you haven't been answering. And she's like, my phone's off and like starts like spouting like cult gospel at Jake about like being free from her phone or whatever. She's like totally drinking the Kool-Aid. Also, if you are suspicious that someone is in a cult, call your dad. (laughs) First of all, you're in a cult, call your dad. Um, but also like one of the like telltale signs of someone being in a cult is, um, like have like starting to like repeat like weird jargon that maybe yeah. you don't understand. So yeah, someone getting real jargony and so a big indication of a cult. Yeah. He's like, I called you. I couldn't get a hold of you. Like, and I talked to your dad and she's like, what? And he's like, don't worry. Like, I didn't tell anybody. I'm like, Jake, fucking tell people. But he's like saying that he's going to tell because he's worried about her and he's making very good points. Yeah. And but then, Claire's like, if you ever loved me, you won't tell. But she also gives him the address, which is like the smartest thing she's done in this whole episode. That is a true fact. Uh, but yeah, but then she's like, if you ever love me, don't tell him. I'm like, okay, emotional blackmail. Seriously. Um, And then we're with Mo, and he's like, sorry, I can't go to the game today. I have plans. Some things are more important. And it's like, um, okay. Like, no, they are not. And he's bailing because he's going on a fake date with a fake person. Yeah. Like, also, I'm not even, like, a sports person, but if you have a commitment, like, especially, like, a first game of the season, any right. game. But, like, you have a commitment. You can't just blow it off for a date. Yeah. Just be like, oh, no, I can't tomorrow. How about the next day? <laughs> it's yeah. not that hard. Seriously. Um, And then but- Connor was going to come clean, but Mo was, like, such a dick to him. They was like, all right, never mind. Yeah. Bye. Um, but then we're with Eli and Imogen and Fiona. And then Eli, like, twirls uh, Imogen around and is like, guess what? We're actually going to go on a date. And, and, and the spinning is really cute. Fiona's bad at pretending to be happy for them. Yeah, she is sad. <laughs> and like, I thought you wanted this. And she's like, I do. Let's hug it out. Yeah. So you don't see my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then we are, Claire gets to the cult house and Summer and company are fleeing the scene. Yep. Summer is on the phone and she's like, oh, I guess the phone rule doesn't apply to you. And she's like, we're moving. We'll tell you where we end up. <laughs> she's like freaking out yeah. and packing up all the weed and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, they're definitely in trouble. Um, and then 
I think we like cut to the football team really quick, and Owen's like, "Every team needs a punching bag," and that because he like says something mean about Mo, and Connor's like, "What? I thought he was your friend." But I don't and really care like, about that tell, scene. And he like tells him that um, Mo is on a date, and then Mo comes back. That's later. Is that later? Because then we That's go back. And because then we go back. Because I'm like, oh my god, this is so dramatic. Oh my god, the police are here. Because the police get to the cult house. And Claire's like getting like a zip tie around her hands, and, and it's but very first dramatic. The boyfriend is fighting Jake because he's like, "You called the cops." Yeah, but Jake didn't call the cops. They've Jake just is been just like, like, "What's happening?" They've just been like watching the house for a while. Jake um, like came to the house to try to get Claire out, and then he like got zip tied and is like, "I didn't ask for any of this." There's a raid happening. No, Mo like tries to show up before this because he just like it's just like really brief. Oh, he's like, I'm oh. back. And he's like, do I have to sit on the bench? And um, they, they're they like a man down. Oh, yeah. Cause someone got hurt and they're like, God damn it. Why isn't Mo here? And then Mo shows up and it's like, get in there. Um, but we're still mad. But, and then Mo and but Connor, Connor comes together. Clean. Yeah. yeah. And Connor's like, we should be friends because we're both huge losers <laughs> and we should at least stick together. And Mo is not having it, but you yeah. should take Connor up on that. Um, and then we're back and then Claire and Jake are off the hook because they didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, because they're like, we've been casing this house for months. You know, they take in like teen runaways and get them to like help them with their drug operation. Yeah. I'm like, this is a terrible scam. This is crazy. This is a dumb thing. Why would? Yeah, uh, it's dumb. Um, but then, yeah, and then they're like, all right, you're free to go. And I'm like, you're not going to call their parents, their children. What's happening? Seriously. Um, and then I'm like, do their parents even ever find out about this? That's just, I don't think this so. This is insane. Um, but then we're back and Connor is trying to work with Mo to like improve their images. And then they like go out on the field and then they have like a fake lovers quarrel to distract yeah. the other team. Which is actually pretty funny. Also, why does he keep calling in- him Conehead? Um, I have no idea. I don't understand. Um, and then their weird fake lovers quarrel works and Mo somehow like scores a touchdown. But he's also like He's like while he's running, he's like, ah, ah, like not prepared to score a touchdown, which is hilarious. It's good. It's a like nice little scene. Yeah. Uh, and then Claire asks her mom to come home and her mom is so happy and Jake covers for her. Yeah. And they're like, she, Claire's like, you know, I was so hung up on like losing a boyfriend. I didn't realize how great it would be to get a brother. I'm like, this would it's be sweet so if it wasn't weird. also gross. It's so weird. Also, it's weird that Jake calls like their parents mom and dad. Yeah. I'm like, she's not your mom. No. I don't get it. And I'm like, they're, they're, their whole vibe is still weird. It's weird. And then it ends. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> it was a weird episode. It's super weird. I was not expecting any of this. Nope. Um, all right. Spirit Squad Captain. Jake? Sure. Maybe Connor. I don't know. Um, ship? I'm shipping Fiona and Imogen. Girl, same. <laughs> um, moral. Don't be a brat. <laughs> yeah, that covers it. Um, to everyone, stop being a brat. <laughs> stop being a brat. All right. Grapevine. All right. Well, we have an email from Got Siegs, who uh, is the listener we were talking about who had the Aubrey Graham fan site. So uh, they sent us an email about it. 
Hi ladies, one, the podcast is amazing, two, I'm sorry if this email gets super long, I was looking for photos, which I sadly didn't find because Photo Bucket died or doesn't exist in its earlier form, ended up going down the weirdest Degrassi wormhole. Anyway, I'm Brittany, got Siegs on Twitter, blessed out for trying to pronounce my username, I just realized it's difficult unless you know me in real life because it's a nickname, but it's literally got Siegs. I'm not even sure where to start with this and I can't believe I'm up at midnight trying to send this, but I feel like it's the only time I have to write this all down. So back when Degrassi was like a thing on the end, it had a very weird, very specific fandom. Looking back at old live journal posts, we were all kind of odd, but awesome. It was also back when the internet wasn't so scary and you weren't concerned about getting to know strangers, even though it's easier to stalk someone online now. There was a website called DegrassiBoards.com And it was basically just a forum for Degrassi fans. The admin mods there all got names that were either the character or the actor that played them. So their usernames would be like DB underscore Hazel Auden. This Urban Dictionary page for it accurately sums it up. I'm not going to read the Urban Dictionary page, but it's pretty funny. I wish I could remember what click I was in, but I ended up befriending a few people on the site. We'll call them A and C for their confidentiality. And A and I both realized we shared a love for Aubrey Graham. And I mean, could you blame us? So I somehow convinced my mom to pay for some web-related things, and A convinced her mom to pay for the other things. And the next thing you know, we're working on a website. I believe another person from Degrassi Boards did the first layout for us, and we basically taught ourselves how to code and shit. God bless MySpace back in the day for teaching us all basic HTML, right? So anyway, I managed to find my live journal account from that time in my life. And of course, I blogged about the second most important day of my life. Uh, um, This is a quote from the Live Journal. I'm totally jumping for joy right now, and you'll soon know why. If you've already been to aubreygram.net today, then you know why. I talked to Aubrey Graham online, and yes, it was him. For all who doubt me, I don't really care. Anyways, he's seen our site, and he likes it, and that makes me extra happy. God, I'm like jumping for joy. Sorry about such a short update, lol, Brit. I don't even remember how he reached out. I want to say it was MySpace. I think we sent him a link and he responded and somehow this turned into him offering to do an interview with us, me, because I was the only one that had been corresponding with him at this point. I immediately said yes because I was 14 and my freaking fave actor slash love of my life and my brain wanted to talk to me. Like, what? And he was like, okay, great. Do you have a tape recorder or whatever to do it? And I was like, I will. Because this was a once in a lifetime chance. So he called me one time to schedule it. And I was like, cool, great, dope. I somehow kept my chill and then like scream cried to my mom about it, who I think had been skeptical up until this point. I never got that tape recorder because I was dumb and 14 and had no idea what I was doing. We did get the interview, though. He was sweet and kind enough to just type up the answers for us and send them over. I did eventually meet him face-to-face when I got my aunt to take me to a Degrassi mall tour that October. It was him and Shane Kippel, and we basically drove all the way from Jersey to Baltimore just so I could see him. I brought him a hat, and I also met up with C there. So when we did meet him, I was like, I'm Brittany, and he was like, Brittany, Brittany, and that moment of recognition was like the greatest thing to ever happen to me. He was so sweet, and I was just super in love. He took the hat, and then security tried to take it from him. But he was like, no. And then he told me to go with security to the back, so of course I did. In hindsight, he was totally trying to mack on me because, honestly, I did not look 14 at 14. I looked more like 16, and I purposely wore a hot pink tube top that day. It was 2005. 
I stayed with security for like 10 minutes and when my aunt came and basically yelled at me because she was like, girl, what are you doing? My aunt is only like 10 years older than me, so she knew the game. I don't remember when I stopped working on the site, but there was just so much drama that came along with it. And I think the other co-owner eventually gave it gave up on it at some point in 2006. That said, I was totally obsessed with Degrassi from that time it aired until early 2006. I had some really old, rare Drake demos on my old computer from that time, but I've basically lost all of it, along with all my photos, which is a super bummer. I also met Jake Epstein, Miriam McDonald, and Stacey Farver at a book signing for a Degrassi book a long time ago. I'm basically a Degrassi encyclopedia, and this damn show holds such a special place in my heart. When it was canceled a few years ago, before Next Class and it moving to Netflix, I sent text messages to family members letting them know that a day I never thought would arrive finally did and that Degrassi would no longer be airing because I live for drama. My mom literally texted me to see if I was okay, even though I hadn't watched it in forever. It's like a friend that I always expect to be around, and I've watched every episode at this point, even though I haven't enjoyed it since Bianca graduated, because Bianca was the last great character. I suffered through seasons 8 and 9 of Next Generation, and even if they air another Netflix season, I'm sure I'll catch myself watching that too. Thanks again for the awesome podcast, and again, sorry this email got so long. I seriously love what you guys do. You crack me up, and I feel like you're reading my mind half the time. Maybe I'll send another email in the future about how weird the Degrassi fandom was. Also, you guys should def watch the old series when you get through all the new episodes. They are so bad slash good, and you also realize how repetitive the storylines are. Bye, Panthers. Britt. Thank you, Britt. That was such a good email. <laughs> oh, it's so fascinating. I love how you were able to interview Aubrey Graham, though. That's I'm amazing. So, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm, like, truly so jealous. Um, we have two reviews, but I'm wondering if maybe we want to save them both for the next one since we don't really have that much. Two reviews for the next episode? All right. Buckle in, guys. <laughs> Although, it's only 30. We're only at 37 minutes. I'll do the review. Okay. All right. I've one been, review I've been now. thinking on it. Okay. All right. We have one review. Well, okay. We have, we have a review. I can't remember who it's from. It's from Dr. Vanessa Poseidon. Okay. That's the name cool. <laughs> on the review. You left us something really nice and we really appreciate it. Um, you mentioned that you have a husband, so going to ship you with a dude. Um, all right. Buckle in. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you are a teacher at Degrassi and you are planning uh, like... So you're involved with the reunion that they had in that one episode that we did. That was a reunion. <laughs> so you're involved in the reunion. Um, and there's like a cool, there's like a fun, like talent show thing, which I mean, really playing fast and loose with the word fun. But sure, you're like trying to find talent for the reunion. And you decide to look into like who from the graduating class is like skilled at all. And you're like, oh, this guy, Craig Manning, he's like an actual professional musician now. I should get in touch with him. So you invite him and he's like super on board because he loves his alma mater for some reason. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, I'll totally do it, whatever. Even though I'm on Broadway and much more famous now than I was before. Uh, so he like <laughs> comes to the school and you're like, oh no, we're the same age and he's very hot. Um, and you guys are really flirty and whatever. And he like performs for the school and you're like really appreciative and you're just like oh thank you so much this is like so nice of you like you know everyone really appreciates you like coming back like from new york and going out of your way to do this 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, totally. Uh, and he's like, do you want to get some coffee or something? Because he's, you know, um, in recovery. So you guys get <laughs> some coffee uh, at the dot and Spinner is your waiter because time is a flat circle. Uh, <laughs> Spinner just is still here. Spinner's still here. And Spinner is your waiter. Um, and yeah, and you guys have like a really nice date and he like invites you to come visit him in New York since the school year's almost over and you spend like a summer in New York with Craig Manning and maybe you guys break up at the end, but it's like, if you do, it's like an amicable breakup and you were like, we had a really fun summer. <laughs> Goodbye. Cool. Cool. Or maybe you stay together. I don't know. Live your life. All right. Sweet. Um, but that is all the grapevine that we have for you guys today. If you'd like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at Degrassi pod. We're on Instagram at Degrassi pod. Um, you can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. We're on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. Uh, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that'd be super cool. And if you leave us a review, you will get your own Degrassi-inspired fan fiction like Dr. Vanessa Poseidon did today. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? I don't know. <laughs> all right you think on it i have a thing um there is uh the second season of the podcast in the dark uh it's awesome they're doing a different case than last season but i really like the girl who hosts it and i really like that they're like they're very like legit in their investigative techniques and like it's i don't know i felt like i feel like some of the true crime podcasts like when they're trying to be investigators are like really kind of like flying by the seat of their pants and these people are really organized and just the host is really personable i don't know she like like there's this one podcast that's like it it's just like the guy really bugged me so i had to stop listening even though the case was really interesting and was like actually going places but this girl's awesome so in the dark season two cool um i also just recommended youtube channel i've been watching lately the guy's name is Brutal Moose. He does like a lot of he does a lot of like video game reviews, but he also does he's been starting to do like these weird obscure cookbook reviews and will make weird recipes from weird cookbooks. Wait, that sounds amazing. And it's hilarious. That sounds really fun actually. Um so yeah, Brutal Moose. Check it out. Brutal Moose. I love it. Um and that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.